Hello. So on today's episode, we talk about some of your craziest alcohol horror stories. Yes, we do. And we give a wrap and our feedback about our last week at Sydney Fashion Week. It was definitely a ride. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Love you. Hello, sexy senorita. How are you today? Huh? 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 How are you going today? How are you going, sexy senorita? Huh? <laughs> I've been watching Modern Family, like, religiously. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck now, man. So, like we were talking about last week, I have that, like, thing where I can't not have something playing when I'm doing anything. So obviously Sam sharing a hotel room with me. It's like, it's like dead silent. Izzy's like, I need to go to the toilet. And next fucking second I hear like... Modern family. Modern family. It'll be if I'm brushing my teeth. It'll be like if I'm doing my makeup, if I'm on the toilet. There's like, not any silence in Izzy's life. There's none. I can't have it. <laughs> it's fucked. I wonder why I'm... Hu- like, I think I'm a little bit deaf based on the way that how loud my volume is when I talk and, like, my lack of being able to register that volume. Oh, guys, <laughs> every time we're out for dinner, Izzy just gets carried away in the story and then there's, like, me on the other side of the table being like, Izzy, Like, oh, she'll whisper it. She'll be, like, really respectful. Like, she won't be like, Izzy, be quiet. She'll just get my attention and be like, shh. Yeah, I'll just, like, point, point <laughs> my finger down and I'm, like, a bit quieter. And I'll always be like, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. And then it all happened for like three sentences <laughs> and then it's like back up. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have shouldn't Yeah, have I think I'm a little bit deaf. I blast my music full blast 24-7. doesn't matter what move I'm in. When you're in Izzy's car, you then get out of the car and your ears are like ringing because yeah, she has see, it on full blast the whole time. I do think I'm a little bit deaf. Yeah. Anyway. Like even Blake, who edits our podcast, goes, yeah. Because I went to him and was like, I feel like my voice is way louder than Sam's and maybe it's just because it's my voice. I recognise it. And he's like, no, I've actually... I've already turned it down. Yeah, he goes, I've I've levelled them out. Like I bring Sam's up and I pull Izzy's down. So you guys are level. And we're like, okay. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Great. Good to know. So we had a huge week. Yeah. Really, really big week. Last week we were at, we were in Sydney for Afterpay Australian Fashion Week. Yeah. How was? Massive. I Massive. loved it. Yeah, I, loved I did up. love it. I love dressing up. I felt really good in all my outfits. That's good. You looked um, really good. Thank you. So did you. Thanks. We both nailed it. We did. I'm proud of us for our first time as well. Yeah. Like we were going in that completely unknown. We hadn't been there before. Yeah. It wasn't really our scene. We haven't experienced it before. I feel like we did it well yeah. for our first time. I felt like, all right, I saw a TikTok about like someone saying that this whole Australian Fashion Week is Princess Polly Week everyone's just wearing fast fashion and everyone's wearing the same things. Like, where are you looking? Because when I walked into those shows, everyone looked absolutely incredible. I personally will toot our horns here and say that I think we looked amazing Mm. and weren't wearing any fast fashion. It's like I didn't see a single person wearing fast fashion, yet this chick makes this video that goes pretty viral yeah. about everyone just agreeing that it was an influence a week and that everyone was wearing the same thing. I'm like, well, fuck off. But also, like, there is no one extraordinarily famous in Australia. If you're wanting no. to get exposure, I'm sorry, the best way you're probably going to get exposure is through the influences because there isn't anyone extraordinarily famous that's going to be Gigi Hadid in the front row of yeah. a fashion show because who is that in Australia? And she's comparing it to New York and Paris Fashion Week. I'm like, it's not the same ball game. No, completely different. Like, 
people put their clothes on influencers because it's our it's our job to be promoting brands. Yeah. Like we'll target, we'll do it. But it's like there was a problem, obviously, a lot of us were wearing With Harpaloo, which is one of our close friends' brands. Mm. Obviously, we love it. We want to support it. Yeah. She has new collections coming out and we're all excited to wear our new pieces. And then everyone gets ripped for wearing With Harpaloo. Yeah, everyone got ripped for wearing the same thing and we all looked the same. And like, Because it's a cool fucking outfit. Yeah. And it's that's like one of the things where I just want to fight back. And I'm mm. like, okay, first of all, this is not fast fashion. It's sustainably made in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Second of all, there was only Melbourne girls that were really wearing it. It was a small group. It was you and two other girls that are friends with Lucia yeah. as well. You wore with them with Harpaloo. Like mm-hmm. there was a small Melbourne group and I'm sorry, you just happened to like all of us and happened to follow all of us. Which is why you saw it a hundred times. Yeah, that's why you saw fucking outfits. So <laughs> like only there was only like six people that wore with Harpaloo and everyone's like, everyone's wearing it. Yeah, and I'm it's like, like, no, you just happen to follow her. Oh, us. they're just wearing all this stuff they've been gifted and given. I'm like, no, actually, my bank account is screaming at me after that week. Yeah. I, like, we bought um, – it's just – it annoys me. It was a big week. We were obviously new to it. I thought we looked incredible. Yeah. I saw hundreds of outfits that I thought were absolutely incredible. Insane. And for some girl just to go on and be like, it was Princess Polly week. I'm like, well, it fucking wasn't. Were you there? Were yeah. you there? Were and you a carriage you know works, babe? What are you going to wear to a week like that and tell me? Yeah. Tell me if it's any more special than what anyone else is wearing because everyone else looked amazing. You think you can do better? Yeah. And um. Or someone, somebody else tagged me in a video and was like, if you're invited to these shows and you get a stylist, I'm like, why are you invited in the first place? I'm like, uh-uh-uh. Stylists have an eye. They've literally gone to uni, studied styling or fashion, mm. some sort of like that. You work collaboratively with a stylist. Mm. A stylist, well, stylist I've worked with, doesn't grab an outfit and go, you wear this. You work collaboratively they know brands they know connections with brands they know how to pull an outfit together but like they can source pieces that you may not have been but you're yeah. definitely not wearing it unless you've been like yeah that looks good I yeah. like that it's also a great way for them to get their names out because it's hard to get off the ground in styling and mm. stuff like that so when you work with a stylist it's not like they're doing all your outfits and you've got no input in it you're no. working together but yeah it was a massive shock for a week. We had no issues for the week. I had a bit of a meltdown on the last day because I'm an anxious queen and I was just at my fucking breaking point. Yeah. Izzy, like, got this makeup artist and bless her heart, she was a very good makeup she artist. She was amazing. She, like, rocked up at All the makeup artists I had yeah. this week I think were really fucking Yeah. Good. I only had her on the last day because, like, I get iffy with makeup artists. Sometimes I just don't think – it looks good to me. I think mm. sometimes I have quite a baby face. And then when you're putting a lot of makeup on me, because every day I don't wear a lot of makeup. Yeah. Like I'm sure it photographs well, but I just get a bit you like. You always feel a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I'm like, paint my fucking face. Easy as like, shove it on. Like put anything on and I'll figure out a way to make yeah. it look good. And then I just don't feel like I'm in my skin and mm. like easy gets like. Izzy's like, chill the fuck out. (laughs) Izzy's like, "Mm -mm -mm, give me every angle. And I'm like wigging out. And Izzy's like, it's fine. You literally look like yourself. You're fine. I'm like, no, no. But I got this chick to come over. It was on the Thursday. And like, it wasn't actually a very big week for drinking. But we, I did happen to have a couple more drinks than say any other night on the Wednesday night, which bad fucking mistake because Thursday was our earliest morning. It wasn't like a crazy late night. Or a big night by any means. I don't know what time. I reckon like one thirty. Yeah. Like not really bad. And then, but obviously when you have to get up for a makeup artist to be there at 6.30. So she texts me and she's like, I'm here at 6. She wanted to get there at 6.20 to set up. 
And so I get the, I'm hit message, get out of bed, go down and get her. And then I'm like, while you set up, I'm just going to like make myself presentable. Yeah. Brush my teeth, put my hair up, whatever. Izzy's like, Sam, she's here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm just not going to open my eyes and like meet this girl while I'm lying in bed. I'm so like, fair. Not today, you babe. lucky, I like have never wanted to be you more. Like Sam's yeah. like still in bed just going, nice to meet you, babe, but I'm going to be in yeah. bed for the next hour until you're ready for me. Yeah. So she was amazing. We went to a show. I did love my outfit. But the thing about Fashion Week, it's I think my outfits were maybe a little bit more, not provocative, but like. I would never have expected it from you if I was on. I said to Caleb, I was like, she went naked. I went naked. And that's, you're not a naked girl. It wasn't like I was trying to be like, oh, you need to show your skin to like be wearing something nice. It was like on the last day I had this big long lace dress on with boots. I did have nipple covers on though. So you couldn't actually see my boobs, but it kind of just looked like you could. Yeah. In the hottest way possible, it looked like you were wearing your nightie. Fuck off. It did. I loved that outfit. It did. It looked insane. Like yeah. it looked amazing. You looked great. Your bum looked good. Like Thanks. it looked great. Bum looked great. But uh, then you were also walking around holding your boobs. Because so you're bringing more attention to completely. it. I was like, Izzy, just put your hands by your side. Completely. Own it. But you, she was like, whoa. Because the thing oh, is you think you. people like stare at you going, oh, her tits are out. And then you realise, oh, there's nipple covers on. Yeah. But it's weird in like the whole thing of like, oh, ask for permission before you take a photograph of someone. That doesn't exist in Fashion Week. No. It's really weird. Like you'll be standing there posing and Sam will be like taking a photo of me and then three photographers with actual cameras we'll just and come behind. four girls with phones just start taking videos and pictures of you because you're standing there posing. Mm. We're walking back from the show and I don't know if you remember but like people are just whipping out their phones filming you and they're all from some sort of media, Yeah, I'm sure. But it's like where are those photos now? Because I haven't seen them. I got one. I got on Oz Fashion Week. I got on the Instagram. I got a video on the Afterpay thing. But it's like, because you know that I knew that that's where she was coming from. But it's like to have hundreds of people filming you and taking photos of you. And it's like, why aren't I getting tagged in any photos? Like, I don't know where these are going. Obviously, they're going to a media outlet. But it is just really crazy to know that so many people have like taken videos and photos of you. And you just like don't even know how you fucking look. It's really uncomfortable. The last day I felt to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But overall, it was a very good week. I don't – sorry to all your Sydney corals. Melbourne is so superior. Oh, I hate Sydney. I just – I don't get it geographically. Mm. I'm not on top of it. And I think – I'm so glad that I went there for an extended period of time with girls that I was comfortable with. Like, yeah. obviously, I had you. We had Lucia. We had Claudia, Jazz, Charlotte. Like, there were there was, like, my Melbourne girls, which I was so grateful for. I feel yeah. like I would have actually spiraled yeah. if I didn't have you guys. But, yeah, I just can't get around Sydney. I don't get it. I don't get where to eat. I don't know where to – where's good coffee. Like, I don't get it. I, I don't just, understand where things are. Yeah, it's like it's not a grid. I don't know where I am. I don't yeah. know what suburbs are close to each other. I feel like I'm going to vomit every time I'm in Uber because it's so hilly and it's so windy. It is very like, hilly. I don't remember seeing, like, a wide double way, double like, line. a road. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just – and I think it's because we weren't in the suburbs. Like day to day, we don't ever go to the city of Melbourne, but exactly. we were staying in the city of Sydney. Yeah. So like obviously I think if you're from the suburbs, it'd be completely different, but we were staying in the smack city. bang in the city. Yeah, like if someone was to come to Melbourne for a week, I would not recommend they stay in the city for a week. I don't think they'd like it. Like, Where would you recommend then? If someone's looking to come to Melbourne, where would you say, get an Airbnb here? Let's be real, you kind of look for nightlife, I feel like, if you're going to stay elsewhere. 
because Melbourne is beautiful everywhere and it's kind yeah. of easy to get around. I'd say if you're gonna wanting to go out, Chapel Street is probably a good bet. Like I don't go out in the city ever. Yes, there are some nice bars, but I wouldn't recommend any you clubs. can find a better bar in Richmond or South Yarra. Yeah. So if you were to go stay in Melbourne, I'd probably get an Airbnb or a hotel in Richmond. Yeah. Because there's close to heaps of train stations. You can go to Fitzroy. Like you can go to the north side. Yeah. You can go over to like St Kilda and stuff, which is like more the beach end. Yeah. Or like St Kilda, Albert Park. There's yeah. It's a bit more scenic. But yeah. to go out, Richmond, like obviously when the footy's on, everyone's in Richmond. Yeah. There's a lot of nice, like, sort of pubby, but they're fun, like. Yeah. And then Chapel Street has, like, a couple maybe clubs that might you might prefer to go to, but I'm definitely more of a bar, pub sort of person than a club. I don't really like going to a club. Is Electric a club, though? I would consider it a club. Right. See, I don't consider that a club. I don't consider Emerson a club. I consider that a bar. It's not a bar. It's a club. There's DJs and everyone's no, dancing then in I the dark. I think, like, a club is, like, billboards. Like tramp yeah. levels. Yeah. Oh. Like that is a club to me and they're not on the same level as electric. And I do classify them as clubs when I say that. I prefer bars. I don't – I'm saying right. I don't prefer like electric and Emerson. I prefer to be at like, I don't know, like Harlow Bar, Tyranny. Like, yeah, right. You know. Which are all bars. Because I like to talk, way, guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can't talk in a club. No. But see, I – because I'm not a big drinker, mm. I will go to a bar and I won't drink the only time I will drink is if I'm going to end up in electric. So a bar's almost a bit boring for you because you're like, I'm kind of not really drinking here. I'm just like sitting and chatting. Yeah, but I don't mind it. Yeah. But I'm like, I wouldn't spend hours upon hours if I didn't know I was going to end up somewhere else. Right. I drink with purpose. Yeah, like I drink to get drunk. I don't drink because I like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> I like wine now. Like I crave Yeah, you wine. do like wine. Yeah. I'm a wine girl. I can't drink fizzy drinks. But you would go I'm to Tyranny right. and then have a few drinks and then go home. If I were to go to Tyranny, I wouldn't drink unless I was going to electric. Yeah. So I'd go bar, club. Home. Home. I wouldn't go bar, home. Fair enough. Like if I'm drinking, I want to be able to go to a place where I can rip a few yeah. rip a few dance moves. We did set after pencil in like nights when Sam's going to be drinking. Like if Sam goes, I really feel like drinking this week. And I'm like, all right, clear my fucking schedule. I yeah. must be there. I, I don't know why I'm like, I think that just the thought of like having anxiety on a Sunday just absolutely <laughs> spent, sends me into a fucking spiral. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, not worth it. Totally. I it's really have to have like a purpose mm. to drink. I do really crave going out a bit more at the moment now, but like I'm like... Ugh, then it gets so cold and like then it's raining and like fuck it. Jackets ruin my outfits. Like it's just not as fun yeah. in winter. But then if I'm cold, I'll go home. So I'm like, what do you want? I'm a beauty is pain kind of chick. Yeah, you fight it. Yeah. Alcohol is a blanket. Keeps me warm. <laughs> it's not uh, a good habit. I should because like let's be real, there is absolutely nothing worse than being on a night out. Like absolutely shivering. Waiting for an Uber. It's a bit different when you're like out at bars and stuff because a lot of the time they're inside. But I definitely remember like 18th and 21st and stuff. If you're wearing like a cocktail dress and you don't have a blazer or something and you're just huddling under one of the boys like blazers being like, I want to yeah. fucking die. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So mm. bring a jacket and just get drunk. Happy days. Yeah. Do you have a recommendation of the week? My recommendation of the week is the Freck pen. Okay. Do you know what that is? I have freckles, not crazy ones. I don't have freckles. 
yeah, they come out a lot in summer. So, and like, I tend to like avoid them with my makeup. Like, I'll take off the foundation around my freckles so they like pop out. Mm. But in winter, I still want my fucking freckles. So, there's this pen called Freck. You can get it in like a darker shade if you're like, you need like darker freckles. But you just like pop it on, wait like five seconds for it to dry a little bit, and then like stamp them around your face with your finger, and they look so fucking natural. Yeah. I don't think I can get around the freck train. If you don't have freckles at all, I think it can look a little bit weird. Yeah. Only because it's not natural. I don't think it ever looks weird. I think they're done quite naturally. But you might look at yourself and be like, hang on, what are these fucking dots on my face? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, get it off me. It looks dirty. You think I look dirty? No, because you have freckles, but I don't have freckles. So I'd be like, what the fuck is on my face? Well, it's a good thing to know if you do want some freckles. They actually look really natural. And I always like add them at the end of my makeup and I get like makeup artists at them too. You just look a bit cuter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. my recommendation. Um, mine is – it's a show. It's on Netflix. It's called Queen Charlotte. Smashed it. You smashed it once I told you to watch it? Fucking amazing. How sad's the ending? Don't. Like, it was a little bit frustrating at certain points. Yeah. But it's it's a really good show. It's really good. It's like a brink of Bridgerton. You don't have to watch Bridgerton to understand no. Queen Charlotte. But it's, like, set in the same era. There's, like, a lot of the same actors. It's, like, from a different perspective of Queen Charlotte and how her and... King George. King George, their relationship and their dynamic went down. Very sad. Very heartfelt. I think there could be a second season. I do too. Which is good because it was really, it was a really good show. You love yeah. a show when you know you're going to get, like, locked into it. I love yeah. when people, like, couldn't put the book down, couldn't stop watching the show. I'm like, all right. I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll give it a go. Yeah. It's really good. Well, love it from us. It's time for our favourite time of the week. Question of the week. Would you rather have all of the traffic lights you approach be green Mm. or never have to stand in a line again? Never have to stand in a line again. Mm, I agree. Like Like traffic lights take a max of like a minute, like a couple minutes. But like lines... Like waiting in that passport line for like yeah. seven hours at fucking 4 a.m. in the morning rather than not be doing that. Mm. I don't mind a red light. Uh, when you're in a rush, it's like, oh, you're in a shit mood and all you want to do is like get home. Yeah, that's annoying. But like I don't mind sitting in a life like jamming out to my music. I remember reading this thing once where it was like if you go the actual speed limit like every time you drive, like which is hard because sometimes cars are in front of you and you like can't go that fast, you'll always get greens. Probably. They probably time it. Yeah, if you're going to totally the depends one. when you're starting. Like you could be starting right as it's about to go red and yeah. you're going to get all the red. It's super dependable. I don't think that's like a good statistic. Yeah, I don't like jamming at my music when I'm at the red lights. I'm like, everyone's looking at me. I don't give a fuck. Watch me. Yeah, see, I this is my stage show. That. I need to overcome that. I love a nighttime drive in the freeway. Ugh. No one can see shit. Screaming. Oh, yeah. Caleb I- sometimes will always drive past, like drive behind me. I think he gets like really protective. Like he gets so nervous when I drive. So he'll like every time we're in separate cars, he'll always drive behind me. And he's like called me once and goes, stop singing with your hands. (laughs) He like, (laughs) because you're either on the phone or you're singing with your hands and you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) He's like, stop moving your hands. Like I don't give a fuck. Broad daylight. Fair play. Oh, fair play to you. I, um, I've lost my voice like multiple times due to car singing. Yeah. Because I scream it. Like, yeah. we had an Adele sesh the other day. So good. Missed that. You guys need to listen to Love in the Dark by Adele. It's one of my faves now. Thanks yeah. for that. 
when it's dark on a freeway. Go buy yourself a McFlurry and just sing your heart out on the Nepean Highway. Do you ever like continue a drive, like do a loop or like do a longer, like way longer? Like I'll stay in the freeway for like three more exits if I'm like listening to those sad songs and they're yeah. just hitting. I just don't yeah. want to stop. I'll go the yet. long way home. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just screaming, crying, and you pull up in your driveway and you're like, all right, hi, mom. Hi, dad. I'm chilling. What's your day? <laughs> you're like, why is mascara all on your eyes? And you're like, because it's like, you're not, oh, half the time you're not actually sad. sad. Those songs just like hit you in that right spot. And you get home and you're like, what's the song that makes you cry? Um, Set Fire to the Rain recently has been like really hitting for me. It yep. used to be Cesar. I had a really, really bad habit when I was in school. This is actually disgusting. Yeah. I'm like sad to tell you guys. So I was a bit of a smoker in school. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. So go me. But I'd get home from school. I was in a really bad mental state for the whole of year 12. Like really, really not good. I get home from school, put my shit down, get my trackies, sit on my balcony, grab a speaker, like sit on the floor. Like I didn't have tables out there. I just sat on the floor and it was really closed off so no one could see me. Mm. Everyone could hear me. Mm. And I would play Cesar's Control album on a loop, mm. chain smoking cigarettes, just bawling my eyes out literally mm. until dinner. And I think I did that every day for like eight months. So Cesar really gets me. Nobody back. gets me. Nobody gets me. Really back in that stage, I think any song can kind of hit hit me if I'm in a sad mood, but yeah. Cesar really back in the day got me good. I love you? Cesar. I don't think it could help me when I'm sad. I think she's like a uppy kind yeah. of girl to Well, me. if you're in a good mood, yeah, yeah. But like I think I could have played like Party Rock Anthem and I would have been bored. <laughs> All right, so this week we are going to be reading out a couple of your alcohol horror stories mm-hmm. so we've all been there we've all done that it's just you know, it's I actually, a part of growing up completely you're never gonna so have, you have a completely drama free alcohol awakening yeah in your young years mm-hmm. we've got some bad experiences as well so i was a very big drinker Back in the day, like I loved getting fucking absolutely smashed before a year 10 party. I think I... Which is so bad. I do not condone it. No, no, we do not condone underage drinking. We will no. say that from here on out. Like realistically, nothing good came from like being that age, what you're drinking in a fucking park, you're vomiting everywhere. Like, it's very dangerous. It's fucking dangerous and it's never going to be fun. You Like... God. Huge disclaimer. We're not condoning it. We don't believe in it. We don't think no. you should do it. We don't go, we're don't. we not telling you to go out and do this. Please don't do it. Be smart. Tell your parents where you're at. Have your location yeah. on. Be safe. Like the I never look back place. at any of those stages and be like, yeah, that was a smart decision. But something I will say, if you are going to do it, I had a lot of trouble because my parents say weren't that chill back in the day. So I wouldn't have my location on. I yeah. wouldn't tell them where I was. I would be going. I'm the same. I'm going to a friend's house and I'd be in a fucking park. That's not good. It's better to have a conversation with your parents. I'm sure they would so much rather know you're doing it and know where you are than like run the risk that something yeah. bad happens. So 100%. Like I, I think I learned the way of like I will be – adopting that principle when I have kids because Mm -hmm. the situations and the dangers I put myself in growing up I wouldn't want my kid to do and because my parents were so against it my parents are both teachers and they worked in well they still do they work in school so I feel like if they were like yeah open so open and okay about me drinking it would be sending the wrong message to other kids Mm. being like oh well I saw your daughter and if they were okay with it yeah type of thing so 
I did lie to my parents a lot. They know now I've come clean. Yeah. As soon as I turned 18, I told them all the shit that I did before yeah. I was 18 and they absolutely gobsmacked. There was always one like cool mum that kind of – it doesn't even make you a cool mum. I always want my kids when I'm younger to be able to be like, so I'm going out for a few drinks. Obviously, I'm not going to be agree with it. I want them to know that if something goes south, I'll be there to pick them yeah. up. And or like I'll, I'm going to a party, there might be alcohol there, mum. Yeah. Here's where I am. I might call you later if something goes wrong. Yeah. Fab. Thanks, Betty. I'll be there. I'll scream at you the next day, but I will be picking you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be off the hook, but I'm glad you tell me. 100%. Yeah. So getting into it, we do have some goodies. So I... You go first. This one got sent in. So it says, hi, girls. Love the podcast. This is a big one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So this story all started on the night of formal of the date I took to my formal. So the guy she took to her formal, yeah. what's his... We also went to each other's dinner dances in year 11. So I had liked this boy for a while, but he definitely didn't like me back. And we were just friends and I hadn't really accepted that yet. At his formal AP, it was so late. I was so tired from the whole thing. And it finally hit me that this imagination ship I created in my head was going nowhere. And of course, the sadder I got, the more I drank. Fair play. We've all been there. As the night went on, I kept downing more and more 196s and cruiser doubles left and right. Cruiser doubles. Never heard heard of them. God, just gets more and more dangerous. Double blacks were double blacks the thing the back in the day. I haven't had one since I reckon year nine. Yuck. Fat lamb wasn't. I had a fat lamb like once and it ruined my whole, it yeah, fucked me up. Don't drink fat lamb. No, they're horrible. Everything was going all right and I didn't feel that drunk. I got a lift home with my day and got home. I took my makeup off, drank a million liters of water to avoid a hangover and went to sleep. Normal, right? Probably not. I wake up the next morning at 11.40 a.m. My whole family is out and my dress that I hired needs to be back at the higher place that is 40 minutes from my house at 12 p.m. sharp or I get an $150 late fee. Whoa. That's fucked. That bitch was not fucking around. See, I just like couldn't rent a dress knowing that the morning after is the morning I needed to be returning. Yeah. Fuck that. I get the day, but maybe not the morning. I don't get the day. No, give me a fucking day. No, I get I get the day because then it gives them enough time to clean it and then have it ready for the next weekend. I was shitting myself. The dress had some stains on it. My keys were missing. I was so hungover. I was kind of nervous to drive as well, but my last drink had been over eight hours ago, so I thought I would be okay. I get my spare keys and as I'm pretty much speeding to get to this higher place, my mum calls me freaking out, telling me to pull over because I shouldn't be driving. I was like, it's fine. I don't even feel that bad. Like, I didn't have that much. I'm completely normal. She tells me to stop lying. And I was like, I'm not. I'm feeling completely fine. My mum says that it turns out the night before I had blacked out on her bed, gotten up, walked into her parents' bedroom, stood there for a couple seconds, and then just pissed for three minutes straight all the water and alcohol that she drank the night before all onto her parents' carpet. (laughs) Oh my. And then started vomiting on the carpet as well. As I was pissing all over their carpet that cost thousands of dollars, I was screaming at them to shut up, calm down, and fuck off. <laughs> Imagine Kate being like, Sam, like you're peeing on the carpet. And you're like, just fuck off, mum. <laughs> I'd so do that too. Yeah. That's the just fuck off, calm down. You're I'm still not even doing anything. 
Fucking a fountain's coming out. So she's literally pissing for like three minutes. My mum was so scared I was going to die. She took me to the bathroom where I kept pissing like a fucking horse. I was so shocked that I've never done anything like that. I have absolutely no recollection of this moment and it's so scary. Like what if I'd gone home with a friend or, or done that in the car or even with her date? Fuck. That's bad. That there was, was so a girl bad. at my formal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention her name because like yeah. purely privacy no. issues. But there was a girl <laughs> at my formal AP. There was a huge line to the toilet that she actually pissed in the pantry. Oh, you've said this. That's yeah. so fucked up. She pissed in the pantry. I think I've peed in a sink and I think that's the worst. Like I haven't done anything worse than that piss-wise. By sink, I don't mean kitchen sink. I mean like your bathroom friend's on the sink. toilet, you're busting, you're pissing in the bathroom sink. I think that's the worst I've done. That's not even bad. No, it's not that bad. Nah. But. Um, Fuck, that's bad for you, babe. That is bad. That's really bad. Oh, can you imagine how much pee she would have had to after drinking all that water? That's hilarious. Thank you for sharing. I have a story. Your personal story? Yeah. Okay. So it was actually like not even that long ago. There was this boy that I was like, and I'm. Not disrespecting my relationship at all. There was this boy I was absolutely in high school. I was completely in love with. Mm. I had been obsessed with him since year nine. And I just, like, I was obsessed with him. Mm. And we started talking after school. Mm. And, like, I was in love. I knew that this was never going to go anywhere because of, like, personal things. But we had finally sealed the kiss. Yeah. Vibe. At this party, and I was dressed as fucking Snow White. It was, like, a dress-up party where were it was, you like... slutty Snow White? No. You were? I wasn't. You weren't wearing a gown. You were wearing a mini Well, skirt. I was on a budget. I had no money. I went to the fucking $2 store. The only thing that was available was a kid's Snow White outfit. So whether it was intentional. It was intentional. To wear a dress that was so short. Uh-huh. Or I just happened to fit into a kid's Snow White outfit. Up to interpretation Fair there. Enough. Fair enough. But not the point. I was Snow White because I start with S. And it was like dress up with the letter. Yeah. And I like remember I had been waiting this whole life for this moment to kiss this guy I finally kiss him and like in the middle of kissing him I'm like I feel horrid like I literally like I need to go like I'm fucking going to like projectile vomit everywhere it was a house party I ran upstairs I like open the door there's these girls I went to school with and I was like I'm gonna be sick like help me out this girl like shoves her fingers to help me vomit yeah in the back of my like Legend. Legend. I'm vomiting. So half the time the vomit comes out while the fingers are still <laughs> oh, no, I, don't, I haven't asked her, but Mate, she I, helped me out. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't remember texting my brother, but my brother was always like my port of call if I Tim. ever needed help. Tim. Oh, he like every time I was at a party, he would stay up and not go to sleep until I was home. Oh. And so I would always call him to come pick me up because I didn't have enough money for an Uber. Mm. And he was like, I don't remember texting him. I don't remember like anything, but I just remember seeing the message being like, I'm out the front. Mm. I go and leave this guy that I was like, literally had been waiting my whole life for, just yeah. leave him, ghost him. Yeah. I've never spoken to him again. Mm. And I get into my brother's car and my brother's like driving a BMW and he's like, you're going to be sick everywhere. And I'm like, nah, I'm like passing in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And I think I tell him that I'm going to be sick again. It's like a 20 minute drive to my house. He pulls up on the PN highway, which is like a very busy highway very busy. in Melbourne. I'm in this fucking slutty little snow white <laughs> outfit and I'm munting like in the gutter on Nepean Highway, like, in front of my brother. See, there's nothing good about fucking drinking, guys. (laughs) 
and my brother has a photo of me just lying on the side of the road with his hazard lights on, me just lying in a ball in my little Snow White outfit. And I don't remember it. And Tim was like, do you remember last night? I'm like, no, you just came pick me up. I went home. He was like, it was like 9.45 at night. 9.45? Yeah. Oh, It picked you up. My dad and sister picked me up at like 5.30 once. I have praise for this thing. Get there straight away. Absolutely white girl. Like this guy was like piling all these beanbags on top of me because I was just like lying flat on my back in a star on the floor. And then I had to go into the one of the boys' rooms, vomiting in kitchen pans. My boyfriend back in the day actually was holding the pan for me, which is the only nice thing he's ever done for me. Riley and dad like walk into the party and be like, where is he? Still daylight. Pretty sad. Yeah. It's never good when it's still daylight and you haven't no. even made it. No. Story number two. I have a really bad alcohol story that I don't think I'll ever let down. So it was my friend's birthday and we were doing a pub crawl. I just got off my flight that morning from the USA and I was really jet lagged, but I had to push through for her birthday. Loyal. You know what that means. I got real drunk real quick, which never ends well. We got to the main bar in town and at this point I don't recall what happened, but my friend filled me in. As soon as I walked in, I saw the bartender and turned to my friend whose birthday it was and said I was going to married this man and he was going to be my husband. I think I had just fallen in love. I somehow had the alcohol courage to march up to the bar. I grabbed a napkin, wrote my number on it and gave it to him. I then proceeded to stand on top of the bar, get down on one knee and propose. Oh my God. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Go you, the napkin. Wait. He was so embarrassed, laughed and said, you're really sweet and helped me down. Then all of a sudden I feel someone tapping my shoulder. I turn around and it is his mum. His mum? thought you were going to say girlfriend. She laughed and said, don't worry, I approved. I later was told by my friends that it was his dad's 60th and the whole family were in the bar and I just <sighs> got on top of the bar and proposed to their son, which is why he was so embarrassed. I then woke up at 5 a.m. in this guy's bed, freaked out, called my friend to pretend that this was an emergency so I could leave. This random guy ended up being this bartender and my friends were looking for me all night and to this day we don't know how I got to his place I had to block his number that night so I can't even reach out let's just say it wasn't my finest moment that's so sad because it's like she thought he was so cute but because you like do stupid shit and just end up at his house it's like nah fuck this I can never speak to this guy again yeah I can't I have never had a one night stand so I'm like the thought of like waking up in a guy's house that you don't know scares and and like having no idea how you got there that would be really scary or like, what if you needed to munt in the middle of the night? You munt and you leave. <laughs> what if you're naked? Yeah, no, it's fucked. I couldn't imagine. What if his mum's down the hallway? Well, at least she approves. I've had someone tell me that they were having a one night stand with this guy mm. and he like went back to their family's house and she needed to climb through the window because okay. his mum was asleep. Yeah, it's like... I'm like, oh. Only have a one night stand if you live with housemates. Or like don't do it. You don't know bring that me your home. Parents are chill enough to just be like not that big a deal. For I the still girl couldn't to be do it. Out. Imagine the next morning you're you're having a coffee and the mum's sitting at the table reading the newspaper and you walk out and you're like, hey. Yeah, but probably at that age, if you've got parents, they're not coming to go have breakfast if it's a one night stand. Like they will be leaving in the morning, like early. No, I meant like you woke up and the mum was on the kitchen table oh, having yeah. a coffee and you like like hey. Yeah. I'm Chelsea. It's fucking awkward. So I actually have a personal story of mine that I think is to this day, like it just a, it was really, really bad play by me. Like it was really bad. Yeah. So I think we were 
well, I was younger. Like I would have been like 16, 17 and it was Australia Day. Mm-hmm. Invasion Day now, but back in the day it wasn't. You weren't educated enough to no, know the we real weren't. reasons so, as to why. And we're 16 and we just were idiots. And oh, yeah. Story. Yeah. So every Australia Day or Grand Final Day or whatever, like a big group of my friends would just find somewhere to drink. And we didn't really have anywhere. And then this guy that wasn't really close friends with any of us, but maybe one of the boys was like, yeah, you can come to my house. And we're all like, great, like, thanks. Didn't know this guy personally. And he's like, yep, you can drink. My parents said it's fine. It's chills. Like, bring your alcohol, all good. So my poison of choice was a Smirnoff flask. You know, those mm. – don't even know how big they are. I haven't touched one. Obviously. I think they're 275. Yeah. Like, I think they're 11 standards, which yeah. is way too much for any girl that age. So I brought my flask. We all bought our drinks. We get there. And then the guy's like, by the way, guys, you can't drink. My parents didn't say yes, so everyone get in this little, little like gym room out the back next to the pool, and it's like fucking two meters by two meters, and there's like thirty of us, so we're all just like sitting on the floor, sitting on chairs, like sitting on each other's laps in this like tiny little room, and I whip out my flask to have a shot, and the parents walk in and they see it and they're like, "What the fuck have you got alcohol for?" And I'm like, "He said we could have alcohol. Like he said that you guys said it was fine. Like." All right, obviously I'd had a couple of drinks before pre's and just like my courage and my like and my levels of respect for other people just like wasn't existent. Wasn't existent. So I'm just like at 16 it's they're just not. I think I'm better than everyone at 16. Yeah. So I'm just like no, he said we could have it like he said it was fine. It's not even mine. I'm like anyway, they take my flask off me. And it was basically full. Like I'd had like one sip of that. Obviously I drank what I drank before, but that was my flask for the day and they just ripped it out of my hand. And they're like everyone needs to leave. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking leaving without my flask. So we all go back through the kitchen and the parents are there and she's pouring my flask down the sink, the mum. And I just go off at her. That's like, what a stupid excuse. I go, that's my sister's. She's 18 and that's her flask. Like, where is my sister? <laughs> where did I ask? <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, you can't fucking take that. Like, how fucking dare you? Like... I'm going off at this mother. Like, it was disgusting. And she's, like, already poured it down the sink by now. There's nothing to do. We all leave. She'd be like, so sorry. I'll fill it up with my, my gin in Belvedere. the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go. So, flask is down the sink. We all leave. Um, obviously, want to buy more drinks. Underage, can't buy more drinks. Like, I think my sister or something bought that for me. Thanks, Riley. And so, My brothers would have never bought me alcohol. Really? No. Well, yeah. You were I, lucky. Yeah, I was lucky. Well, we all had – a bunch of us had older siblings. So if it wasn't her, it was someone else. Like, we yep. were lucky enough that we did have some older siblings. So we're walking down at Glenferry Mulvin, like, right mm. near High Street, which is just a big sort of main street. And it's midday on a public holiday. Like, there's people – it's a really nice day. Um, there's people fucking everywhere. And, like, my whole group of friends is just, like, walking down this main street. And a little car fucking pulls up next to me and it's my mum. Mum winds down the window and goes, get the fuck in the car. I'm like, wait, where'd you come from? I'm like, mom, what are you doing here? She's like, get in the fucking car. Like, we're not having fun. No, we're not having fun. Get in the car. And it's in front of all my friends. So I get in the car. Turns out the mum of this guy happened to be friends with one of my friends' mums. So she contacted this other mum who then contacted my mum, told her about the situation. So my mum's now picking me up on the side of High Street in front of all my friends. 
So I get in the car and mum drives me back to my house. Lo and behold, I walk in the house. We have like a formal front like dining room that's just like never used. We get in there. She goes, go sit in the room. My dad's fucking sitting there too. My mum and dad are divorced. They live in separate houses. She, My mum has called my dad and been like, get to my house right now. We need to have this intervention with Izzy. Fuck that. Yeah. So I'm sitting in this room, drunk, 16, midday with my mum and my dad who have come together for this intervention and they're like, you know what? We're going to go back and we're going to apologise. Oh, kill myself. They get me in the car. I'm sitting in the back with my mum and my dad driving all the way back to fucking Camberwell. They pull over the car and go, go, go to the front door, knock and apologise. So I had to go back to that house like two hours later, obviously sober, feeling very ashamed. And had to be like, I'm so sorry for my disrespectful behaviour. And they weren't even like, obviously they weren't like, that's fine, honey. They're like, yeah, that was fucked. Like, you know, it was the worst moment of my life. It wasn't the worst moment of my life. It was a bad moment in my life that I remember how I felt to that day. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. And then I went home and I had a real shitter while all my friends are still out finding another place to go and drinking all night. And I'm just at home with my mum and my dad like fucking die yeah that's yeah, not good sucked. yeah that's the no <laughs> yeah silly girl <laughs> story three so there was this guy in my friend group that i had a huge crush on one night we were just drinking at a flat with our friend group this guy and i flirted quite a bit so i was sitting on the couch and he drunkenly comes and sits down next to me then proceeds to lay his head on my lap because he couldn't hold himself up mm-hmm. i was really excited because obviously i like this guy right As he's laying down, he suddenly shifts his head a little towards my crotch. (laughs) When I read this, I was like, I have no idea where this is going. (laughs) Then back towards the front. He does this little movement back and forth a few times. So he's like rubbing his head up. Kind of like rubbing his head back and forth like. Like a cat. Yeah, like nuzzling his way in there. Getting comfy. (laughs) During these movements, I heard him kind of making a sniffing noise. Suddenly I remember that I've been wearing my bloody pad for about 15 hours at this point. Oh, (laughs) fuck me. Oh my God. As soon as I click onto what he's doing, he pulls his shirt up over his nose as if he's trying to avoid the gross smell. I immediately realised exactly what the fuck he was doing. He was smelling my old period pad. I immediately jump up from the seat, run towards the toilet upstairs where my drunk self started bawling for about 15 minutes. I had no idea what to do. This guy who I really liked literally just caught me in the most vulnerable position I could be in. So humiliating. I ended up climbing out the window onto the roof and slid down the wall while drunk from the second story. Wasn't too high, thank God. Called myself an Uber and then went home. I've been ghosting him and the boys in the friend group ever since. Luckily, he still tries to hit me up. So, can't be that bad. Stanky fishing must not have been that yeah. bad. <laughs> but I can't get past the trauma this situation has called me, caused me. Then she goes, let me know your thoughts and what you would do. Fuck it. If he's still hitting you up, he obviously doesn't care that bad. If he's still hitting you up, maybe he wasn't smelling that. Like, maybe. No, he was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's be real. 15 hour bloody pad. If you your can head smell is that in the fucking, lap. You can smell you that from a mile away. Like, you can smell that. Well, I'm so sorry that fucking happened. But if he's still hitting you up, maybe it's a fetish. Maybe he was too drunk. He probably might not even remember. If he was so drunk, he probably doesn't remember the smell. Yeah. But I can completely understand why you would have wanted to fucking... Why that was so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry to hear, babes. Sorry, babes. I hope you're okay. Story four. This girl goes, oh my God, I have such a good story for you. So last year I was in the south of France and for pre's, my friends and I were playing Tequila Uno. So plus four card means take four sips of tequila. Fuck. I literally had already tequila? been on the floor. Let's assume. Fuck. So after that, we were pretty drunk. Then we decided we wanted to go to a bar and met a group of Italian boys who invited us to come sit with them. Bro, this is my Europe dream. <laughs> Have fun. They bought us more drinks and then invited us to this bougie dinner that they had booked. So we thought, why not? And we went with them. So spontaneous. Like, oh, if this doesn't happen to me in Europe, if some sort if of European have these men don't invite me somewhere on a yacht. Checking my ass. <laughs> I will not be coming home until it does happen. We then went to the most stunning restaurant and bar with them. They bought us bottles of wine for the table and we were mixing so many drinks and this is where it went wrong. Mm. No shit, babe. We had a great dinner and it was so fun until the Italian guys started to get really possessive. I've heard this. I've heard that they get really, like, they'll have their women for the night and then they, like, don't let you leave them. Probably because they're, like, not that this is not valid, but they're probably, like, we just bought you dinner, we've yeah. invited you drinks. Like, don't talk to those other guys. We've spent the money on yeah, you. Yeah, like, we've invited you here. Right. That's I got good. up to go to the bathroom with a friend and the guy that had been buying me drinks literally followed me to the female bathroom. My friend and I told him to leave and he got so angry and upset. It was literally the last thing I remember. I completely blacked out for the rest of the night. The next morning, not only did I wake up in my suitcase. <laughs> it's like me waking up in my dog bed the next morning like, why what am I here? What is going on? But I also woke up to a DM from the Italian guy, which was a video of me full running away from him at the bar, <laughs> drink in hand saying, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I didn't even know what to say. So I just blocked him. Yeah. If someone like, all right. Some random guys like kind of buying your drinks all night and you know you're not interested and let's be real, like it's a perk of being a girl. I'll block them the next day. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. Oh yeah, especially if you're in a foreign country. Yeah, hundred percent. I never need to see you again. Well, actually, fucked up story. This isn't an alcohol story, but it's a bit like I'm running away from men. I get really awkward when men come up and ask for my number. Mm-mm. Like I, I don't know what it is. I freeze up and I know it's so easy in me, like no, I just have a boyfriend, like, go away. And most of the time, I'm very good at that. You know what I liked that you just did? You know how there's that whole thing of don't say, sorry, I have a boyfriend, yeah. or sorry, I have a girlfriend, because why are you apologising? You just said, no, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Good call. Thanks. Majority of the time, I'm very good at that. And, like, someone would be like, oh, like, when I was getting that number for you and that guy was like, oh, are you single? I was like, nah, I have a boyfriend. Like I'm in a relationship. Mm. But sometimes I don't know what comes over me. I get really awkward. I was in Byron and this American man comes and sits next to me. I was sitting on the beach by myself. Caleb, I actually think Caleb and I were fighting. We were in a fight. So you were like, hello. This guy came up and sat next to me. Not my type. Like he wasn't a bit of me. Mm. Anyway, not even the point. He like sits next to me. He's telling me how he's a photographer. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm up here for the weekend. I'm from Melbourne, yada, yada, yada. He was like making small talk. He's like, God, can I have your number? And because I was sitting at the beach by myself and like I was wanting to stay there for an extended period of time, I felt really awkward being like, no. I have a boyfriend. Like, right. I, like I didn't know how to get out of this situation because I was there by myself and mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it awkward. And I was like, yeah, like. I was like, he's like, I don't have my phone on me. Like, can you 
like put my number in your phone mm. and I was like sure so he like got whatsapp up on my phone and like put his number in and like messaged me and I was like oh thanks so much like I'll message you not yeah and I was like because the number is in my phone I was like obviously I'm just gonna delete that and never message him yeah. like it's fine and that's what I did but then because it was in Byron and Byron's such a small town Don't the next tell. day <laughs> The next day, I'm like holding Caleb's hand, like walking down the street, like hand in hand with Caleb. And this fucking guy is like looking at me with the biggest frown in his face, like giving me the biggest side eye, like mid 30s. Like he was Uh, really weird. Yeah. Like giving me the biggest side eye as I'm like fully like cuddling Caleb, (laughs) like we're waiting for our coffee. And like he was like giving me this fuck, like what the fuck? Fair. And Caleb's like, why is this guy like looking at us? I'm like, you've done something wrong. Because I have. I was like, um, (laughs) well, you know when we were fighting yesterday? He like kind of asked my number and I like kind of like awkwardly like didn't know how to get out of the situation. He was like, great. Cool, cool, cool. I think, yeah, I understand that because if you're standing up, it's like you can be like, no, sorry. And just like walk away. But if you're sitting down. He was like sitting next to me and he was like starting conversation. I didn't really know how to get him away. So I was like, if yeah. I give him my number. That'll be the end of the convo. Yeah. And he can kind of go away and then I will never have to see or speak from him again. So he was fucking American. Yeah. I don't really think I was going to see him the next day. So fair. Yeah. Yeah. Story five. Okay. So this one's actually a really cute, like really cute story. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, it made me smile last night when I was reading it. This took place in Florence, Italy. So I was on a Contiki with my best friend and the whole group went out after dinner to a karaoke bar, which was great until it wasn't. It was towards the end of the night after singing, dancing and lots of lots of shots. I was blind and I didn't even realise that everyone in my Contiki had left. Contiki is like these tours in Europe. Um, and that she happened to be with another Contiki group. Two boys from my Kentucky had decided to punch on, so everyone escorted them home and she was left behind. Anyways, the night went on. It got to about 6am and I needed to get back to our hotel. I turned my data back on from and had about 100 calls from my boyfriend in Australia. I knew I was going to be in trouble if I told him what was going on, so I just ignored them. After realising I had no idea where I was and no idea how to get back home, she was walking and trying to find the river to get her way back. Another hour went by and she started to have a meltdown, so I rang my boyfriend back in Australia. Anyways, he found my way home and directed me for two hours via snap maps based on where her little snap maps emoji was and got her home back to her best friend's emoji. Like you can see her best friend's emoji on the map and he's like, all right, left, right, straight for a bit. How cute is that? Safe to say... Stay safe in Europe, Queens, and have an absolutely amazing boyfriend who will sit with you for two hours directing you back to your hotel while on the other side of the world. Well, I will try and stay safe in Europe, but an amazing boyfriend. Maybe just turn your location on for me. Will you help me at 6am in the I'll morning? I'll help you at 6am in the morning. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. I could you. just tell Izzy's like going to be so patient. She's like... I just, I just want to get over it. I just like, my baby's just out. And like, (laughs) I just like need to find leg. And (laughs) I just don't know where I am. I just don't know where leg is. I've lost my babe. And like, there's so many fucking stairs, Sam. And like, I have to climb all these stairs and there's no fucking elevators. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be sitting there like with Douglas. Be like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. 
Almost oh. as. <laughs> Just go straight for three kilometres. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really sweet. So props to that boyfriend because we all need someone like that when we're in dangerous situations. Yeah. So good on him. You got a good one. Story number six. When I was 15, my friend and I had one night where our parents were going out and staying out until 11 a.m. the next morning. 11 a.m.? Yeah. Huge. The, no, her parents were staying out. Yeah, huge. Oh, they're probably staying overnight somewhere. Yeah. The minute they left, we walked down with their spare car key to the bottle shop, put the keys on the counter with our, <laughs> without alcohol when we asked to get the drinks. We quickly got kicked out because we had no IDs and the car key trick didn't work. I have tried the car key I, trick before. I, I'm a pussy. Like I was never, even when I had, I would use my sister's ID when I was younger. I don't recommend I would never be the one to go to it. I'm too scared. I'm scared of authority. I don't like to be told yeah. no. It's not happening. So next idea was to get the train across the other side of the city, which took us 50 minutes to a friend who was going to get us drinks. One bottle of vodka and a six pack of double blacks was mm. more than what two 15-year-old girls needed. Fuck. Fucking yes. facts, babe. Oh, my goodness. Moving past the boring parts, we drank the drinks and were very, very, very past the point of okay. I hope so. Yeah. Girl. We somehow ended up at the Shrine of Remembrance on our backs, very worse for wear when we heard a very familiar voice. Our school principal walked past us and she knew we needed help. She got us up into her car and started driving us oh home. Sadly, we weren't well and vomited in her car. We had a very interesting interaction the next week at school when our parents were called in and made us do a six-week course with the school council about underage drinking. That's so annoying. I can just imagine my school principal, if she saw me drunk, she would have fucking hated me. My school principal just like had a personal vendetta against me and like would do anything to like ruin my life back in the day. Like they, she just loved, if she saw me school drunk, she probably would have expelled me. 100%. I got an in-school suspension. I had to pray in front of the nuns. I think in-school suspensions, I'd always hear like about kids getting suspended and stuff and be like, lucky fucks, they get a couple of days off school. So I think in-school suspensions are wise because you still have to go, but you don't get to have like recess or lunch with any of your friends. Yeah, they um, like delay it. So you have your recess 20 minutes after the recess bell. Mm. So you delay all your things. It's smart because, like, suspensions doesn't seem all that bad getting to just stay home for a couple of days. No. Because you would relish, like, one sick day back in the day. So, yeah. like, ooh, three days off school, heaven. Yeah. No. No. Good call. No, it was Bye. fucked and I had to pray in front of the fucking nun. See, the that just – And she was, like, telling me all – yeah, it was just horrible. Forcing religion I did like deserve that. it, though. I did fuck up. What did you do? I'm not telling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some things stay private. Fair enough, fair enough. That was all of the funny stories. We have a bunch more, but this is all we have time for for I reckon we should do a whole nother, like a part two of this. 100%. After Europe. Oh, So everyone sends in their Europe horror stories, like their drinking stories, like – I'm excited. The hostels, all the crazy shit, the people you meet, 100%. And hopefully I'll have some – you know what? I actually hope I don't have any horror stories. Just some fun stories. Yeah. Yeah. But also 
bringing that up. Izzy's going away in the month of July. July. So we'll have episodes pre-recorded. But if you want to have a certain episode that I could maybe film by myself or anything, like just send in some suggestions yep. and we'll figure it out. Probably need to start planning ahead. So we'll get yeah. it done. And any sort of types of episodes you want to hear, our DMs are always open for that yep. sort of stuff. We love hearing from you guys and Always need some inspo and yeah. some creative inputs exactly. from like, you guys. So, yeah, thanks so much for coming along and we'll see you next Tuesday. Love you all. Bye.